0: SECTION Five OF THE NATIONAL GEOGRAPHIC MAGAZINE, VOLUME 8, DECEMBER 1897. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY LARRY WILSON. THE ANNEXATION FEVER BY HENRY GANNETT A CURIOUS AND INTERESTING EXAMPLE OF THE SURVIVAL OF INHERITED TRAITS ON A LARGE SCALE is seen in the instinct for the acquisition of territory, which is manifested by all nations, savage or civilized, in greater or less degree. In the olden time, when the earth was propelled by savages, the acquisition of territory by conquest involved not alone the extension over the conquered region of the jurisdiction of the conqueror, but possession in fee. The conquered territory was made as profitable as possible to the conqueror, it may have been looted for his benefit or it may have been taxed for all it would bear in whatever way it was done the conquered territory was made a source of profit to the victorious party that sort of thing passed out of vogue among civilized nations ages ago and today among such people the acquisition of territory means simply a change of jurisdiction the laws and the flag of one nation are substituted for those of another The nation acquiring the territory collects taxes and in turn assumes the duty of protecting the people of the acquired territory from one another and from foreign enemies the nation is not enriched by the acquisition it may or may not be strengthened according to the character of the acquisition but while the results of acquiring territory have thus become radically changed the desire the instinct for its acquisition remains apparently in full force Without inquiring whether in any one case it will be an advantage or a disadvantage for a country to extend its limits, ninety-nine out of every hundred of its people urge its extension. In other words, the great mass of the people concerned act merely upon instinct. Such instinct being simply the remains from the time when acquisition of territory met an increase of property. The question whether acquisitions of territory are desirable or not, Turns upon many considerations, among them being the character and resources of the proposed accession, its situation and distance, the condition of its people as regards civilization, and the character of the people and the government of the annexing country. The United States of all nations should go very slowly in this matter. First, because since it stands at the head of the nations in point of civilization, almost any addition of people to its numbers will reduce the average civilization and consequently the strength and industrial capacity of its people second because under its principle of home rule annexed provinces will be called on to govern themselves in all local matters while the general government will be held responsible by foreign governments for all hostile acts committed by such annexed states against their citizens and third because all annexations involve responsibilities in case of war for which we are unprepared and show little disposition to prepare ourselves viewed critically our annexations of territory up to and including the mexican sessions were wise and have justified the foresight of our statesmen we needed louisiana to control the mississippi the purchase of the floridas settled a dispute of long standing removed spanish power from our midst and gave us the entire atlantic and gulf coasts the addition of texas simplified our southern boundary and the mexican sessions rounded up the area of jurisdiction in too compact form but why we should have purchased alaska is past finding out a few of our citizens have profited by the fur and fish trade but the government has been embarrassed and put to much expense on account of this region and more embarrassment and more expense are certain in the future the majority of our people wish to annex the hawaiian islands and for what reason it is difficult to see Hawaii is 3,000 miles away from our nearest shore while the governing class is largely made up of our own kin the vast body of the population is Kanaka Chinese Japanese and Portuguese not by any means a desirable addition to our numbers the annexation of these islands would greatly increase our responsibilities and correspondingly weaken us, without in any way adding to our well-being it is said that they will furnish us a coaling station in the mid-pacific under whatever jurisdiction these islands may be our vessels can coal there freely in time of peace in time of war our vessels will find occupation enough at home without wandering away from the coaling stations on our shores we are not likely to take the offensive in a war with any first-class power especially naval power it is certain that in case of war with such a power one of our first acts would be to give up all such outlying dependencies since their defense would be utterly impracticable there is another side however to this hawaiian matter there is no doubt but that the ruling class in hawaii would be better off under our jurisdiction than if isolated or even under english jurisdiction shall we for their good ignore the manifest disadvantages to ourselves of this union it may be doubted if we have reached this stage of altruism what has been written of hawaii applies with much greater force to cuba whose annexation has been actively urged, even to the extent of offering to purchase the island from Spain. Why should we want Cuba? An island separated from us by sea, sparsely populated by an alien, semi-civilized people, speaking a different language, with no experience in self-government, with a history, traditions, and sympathies wholly different from ours. Could we hope to make them one with us? Can we afford to dilute our national legislature with a score more of spanish cubans can we afford to assume responsibility for the acts of such a home government as the cubans are likely to set up as with hawaii there is no question about the advantage to cuba of such annexation but in this case even altruism would say nay for assuming for the moment that the mission of the united states is to better the condition of mankind her efficiency for this mission would be too greatly impaired by such an act there is constantly more or less talk about the annexation of canada there is less objection to this than in the case of any other possible addition to our jurisdiction it would practically eliminate great britain from north america would add a population which on the whole is no less civilized than the average of our people and a territory a part of which at least is of value as an agricultural region having glanced at the merits and demerits of proposed additions to our area and population it will be instructive to extend our view and glance at the history of other nations in this matter and the results of their acts of all nations great britain has shown the greatest greed for land her jurisdiction is as wide as the earth the little island in western europe governs many millions of square miles including canada australia india egypt and south africa besides scores of smaller colonies wherever the cross of st george waves good government and safety to persons and property are assured to enforce her jurisdiction over all these dependencies she finds it necessary to maintain a large standing army and a navy which is by far the largest of all the nations and yet in spite of her large standing army and her immense navy she is one of the weakest of nations because her responsibilities have been increased in still greater proportion what has she gained by her policy of acquiring territory in what way have her people gained more bread and cake? Has her commerce been increased materially? Her total foreign trade in 1894 was 624 million pounds, of which her colonies contribute 166 million pounds. The United States alone contributed 119 million pounds. Have her annexed regions furnished homes for much of her swarming population? In all her colonies there are found some nine and a half millions of people of english descent in the united states alone are found not less than forty and a half millions of persons of british descent vastly more of her people have gone to the united states than to her colonies it is not to be supposed that great britain is doing all this work for pure philanthropy still in following her acquisitive instinct she has been on the whole one of the greatest agencies for good by the spread of civilization that the world has known. End of section 5.